When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. West Cork Beard Company. Make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great-looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty, West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice. Or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast episode. Don't know. Um, Nil-nil draw with Leeds. It's so hard to watch us at the moment. Even I'm losing faith uh, in everything that's going on. But look, we're going to have a chat about it tonight as normal. Hello to everyone in the chat box. Good evening to you all. I hope you are all well. Judges, um, nil-nil draw with Leeds yesterday. We're going to get straight into it. He's changed things. We wanted him to change it. We wanted him to change it. He changed it. Mm. He put Aubameyang down the middle. That's what we all cried out for. And still, nothing happened. What What are your thoughts, mate? I've got only one criticism of uh, Mikel Arteta's lineup yesterday. I felt that Saka should have played instead of uh, Willock, but I understand the reasons for that. You know, he played three England games and, you know, maybe didn't want to burn out. So I get what he'd done. But that was the only thing that I could criticise him on the team lineup. It was a team that I would have gone for. David Louise obviously couldn't, wasn't available because of, um, you know, his, his wife or his girlfriend or, or lover or whatever has just had a baby. So, um you know what those Brazilians are like, you know. So uh, anyway, that's another story. So, um, so uh, I think it was the team that everybody would have liked him to put up there, but it just didn't work. I just funny enough, just got on the Twitter because I feel that like I've lost my tin hat earlier on, so I've, I've actually found it. So I've gone back on the Twitter with my tin hat on, and um, 
I'll just see what Harry's tweet was uh, about it, just saying, like, you know, he changed everything and it still wasn't quite right and it's a bit of a worry. And I get that. I, I, it is now starting to worry me, like, you know, what what we're going to do. There's no creativity whatsoever from our midfield. Our three midfield players, they couldn't create mayhem in a cheese factory with mice or rats. Or should I say rats? I shouldn't say rats, should I? I should just say like, just... Oh, no, don't say rats because oh. that real Arsenal talk. <laughs> Just cheese, just the old cheese factory. They couldn't, you know what I mean? They couldn't create havoc anywhere. They just cannot create anything. So I think that come January, uh, I, I think that uh, if Mikel is still in the job, let's just say that if he's still in the job, he has got to be given some sort of uh, finances to go out and sort out the creativity because it's it is um, it's got to be sorted out. Like you know. Um, I will say this: the plus come from from the game was that when we went down to ten men through Pepe, who's, who has apologised today, so all's forgiven, Pepe, all's forgiven, Nicolas. You know, um, uh, we we dug in there, and I thought actually looked dangerous, more dangerous with ten men than we did eleven. But mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say the reason being that Saka come on. I thought he was absolutely outstanding for the little cameo that, that he come on. He just give us. He opened up space. He took players on. He got in between the lines. And for me, the next game that we play against Wolves, if Partey's fit, it's got to be Partey, Sabias, and Saka if fit in that role. You know, because I really looked on that. Like you know, someone said in the in the uh, chat there. You know, Fabregas on a short term loan. Do you know what? I'd have some of that. I'd say we need something. We need something. If we can get somebody on the short term, if that's going to be the case, I'd go for that. Like you know. Um, but we need something. We we are desperate now, boys, for some um, definitely for some um, inspiration in that midfield to get us going. The forwards are just not doing the business. They're just not doing the business. Abamian yesterday, by the way, guys, was atrocious. Atrocious, and that's being kind. Yeah. Good uh, good evening to Mr. Mourinho there. I, kn- I knew he watched us. Um, I knew he watched us. Face facts, he says. Arsenal are rubbish, and so is the manager. Um, hard to disagree with you, Joe. Say at the moment, uh, Harry. What were your What was your quick take on the game before we delve in? I think Judges is right when he says that you know Mikel did most of the things that we wanted to see in terms of his lineup and his team selection. So it's very hard to now sit here and have a go at him about that. Ultimately, the creativity wasn't there again, and and it's becoming. It's becoming a bit of a worry now because it's not just been for one game or a couple of games. It feels like it's been an issue for a while now. Um, even when Aubameyang plays through the middle, are we giving him the service? I didn't think so. I was hopeful when Joe Willock was named in the side that that would be maybe the link between the midfield and attack that we've been missing. And it wasn't. Um, lots of things to sort of be downbeat about and disappointed about. But when you look at the bigger picture and you look at the fact that we did go down to 10 men and we did have to cope with a really physical, committed and good Leeds United side Mm. for the majority of the second half with 10 players. I know we were slightly fortunate, but to come away with a point isn't the end of the world. That's all I'll say. I have to agree with you, mate, because on another day, we should have lost that game. Dan, on another day, we should have lost that game four or five nil, shouldn't we? Um, I know we'll we'll probably get some abuse to say that you'd have to be happy coming away of a point. I agree with Harry. You've got to be happy coming away of a point down to 10 men um, away from home. 
Oh, as Lee judges when I be doing a little prediction thing on uh, one of our WhatsApp groups, and I went for 1-1. <laughs> so I was delighted when it was nil-nil with 10 men, if I'm honest with you, because I thought it was an absolutely... <sighs> We're just boring to watch, mm. mate. You know, it used to be Very boring, bad. boring Arsenal. 1-0 wins, 1-0 wins. It's fine when you're doing that. We are dreadful. We are mm. absolutely dreadful. We're a dreadful football side. We're a mid-table side. We're a Brighton. We're a Newcastle. And we need to accept it because these players are not good enough, Craig. I don't care what anyone says. You know, you look at the likes of Party and Gabriel, um, youngsters in Saka and Martinelli when he comes back, Kieran Tierney, Aubameyang when he is uh, on form. Then after that, I'm struggling, if I'm honest with you. So I think we have to be realistic to some degree, but I can't keep sticking up for the team. And the reason I say a team is because the best quality doesn't always get you the wins. The team gets you the wins and the team wins you the Premier League. And that's why Leicester won the league that year, because they were the best team in the league. And I look at Liverpool and they are a team. Liverpool were depleted last night. Yeah. And they absolutely annihilated a team who come and beat us 1-0 at the Emirates. So I look at the difference in class with their team and our team and it's light years ahead. I also think when you look at the team that Leicester had in 2015, man for man, we were probably still better back then. When you look at Murta Saka and Koscielny ahead of Morgan and Hoof, and you look at uh, the likes of um, Danny Drinkwater when we had Kazola or Ramsey, but we had no team back then. They had a team. And I just think at the moment, these are 11 players, and it doesn't matter who you put out there. They have got no cohesion. They've got no team spirit. And I'm worried, Craig, you know, because these players down tools on Unai Emery, have they now already down tools on Mikel Arteta? Because they don't look interested. They look very disinterested, mm. if I'm honest with you. I look at Willian. Um, he's fitted into his retirement home for the next three years, hasn't he? Like, you know, all these other players that we bought that were washed out. I, I, we got that signing and I thought to myself, I'm OK with it. It doesn't excite me personally. Willian doesn't excite me at all. But I'm OK with it. You know, it's not like, oh, what have we got him for? But I look over the years and I remember us signing these washed up players and nothing's changed. You know, we bought Mark Poom when he was 38. We bought Mikel Silvest in his late 30s, William Gallas, Kim Karlstrom, Lich Steiner, David Luiz, Petacek, and now William. Like, this just is not doing it for me, mate. Even Yossi Benayoun, who did a good, good season for us, was end of his career when he came to us. So you want to see, like, that was 10, 15 years ago. Let's see how far we've come. We're still signing washed up players that have been bit part players for for Arsenal and, and will continue to be. I look at some of the players' performances last night. The front three, it doesn't seem to matter who we play at the moment. None of them can score. We can't mm. finish our dinner. And I don't want to be too harsh on Saka because I actually think he should have scored. You know, I see Welbeck go through for Brighton and put it in. And I see Saka go through and miss. And he's young. He is going to have, you know, time on his hands. But we can't finish our dinner. And again, we should have been one nil up. He should have, so, he should have scored. He should have scored. Yeah, he should know, have scored. I mean, yeah. He should have. So it's frustrating, you know, mate. Again. Yeah, there's no there's no getting around that. He should have scored. I mean, coming back to Lee on the Saka thing, um, about him being left out. I wasn't surprised that he was left out. Obviously, no, the, boy, the, the boy the boy had played three three internationals. Um, some stats here from this Twitter account. I love this Twitter account. And if you're not following, uh, if you're not following it, please do now. It's at Orbean Orbino. Um, that does some fantastic, some fantastic usual stats. spelling. Yeah, usual. Yeah, um, O R B I N H O at uh, Saka completed more passes to Aubameyang in the game against Leeds than William Pepe and Willock combined. The link between the midfield and the attack has almost um, is almost non-existent. The player with the most completed passes 
to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang in the Leeds match. Who do you think it was, Lee? Leno? Yeah. <laughs> the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper completed the most passes to Pierre, uh, uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang yesterday. Granite Xhaka completed zero passes to Joe Willock and just three to Sabayos. Willock didn't complete a single pass to Xhaka, just two to Sabayos and none to Aubameyang. The midfield, Lee. Um, when he came in, Arteta came in, we wanted him to sort out the defence. He's done that. How quickly has he got to sort out this midfield shambles? Well, well, yes, he's got. Listen, it's no no secret that he wanted he wanted um, a war. Let's, let's be honest. He, he knew that he needed someone there for creativity. He, he wasn't going to go with Mesut Ozil. I still believe that that's causing us massive problems in the in the dressing room. I think that if I'm going to be honest, what's what he's done with uh, not just him but the other players as well. I think has caused the divide in the squad. I, I really do. I don't think that, you know, they're quite believing the in what he's been... Do you reckon he's the leak? Could be. Could be. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Ozil. Could be. And, and, and if he is, um, who would blame him? He's been... You don't do what you do. What he's, What's happened to him, you don't do. And uh, whether it's Mikel Arteta or whoever it is, it should have been sorted out. And I think that's... It's no coincidence that since the 25-man squad was named... It's all gone a bit pear shaped. We haven't won a game since, you know. Yes, we have. We beat Man United, but other than that, we've done. With there just seems to be something not right at the football club. In house fighting, being leaked, and things like that. It's not. It's not good. The one plus for me from from the game from the midfield was that when we went down to ten men, Shaka and Sabias done really, really well. They dug in. They defended very, very well, and played played okay. The reason being. The reason being is because the creativity side of them or the pressure of that was taken off of them. It was about just sitting in there and doing their jobs. And that tells me that they can do that, but it tells me they haven't got that creativity side to them. What happened was, um, with the creativity side, as soon as Shaka come on, he he can drop a shoulder and go past somebody. And I think that that's important. For me, I want to see... um, us invest heavily either in January or in a safe. If, look, if I don't inv- if I don't buy anybody in January, we can forget about this season, Miles, and ride it off uh, and not worry about it because we're not going to get anywhere in the league other than mid-table because we're not going to be able to open teams up because whatever you say about the Premier League, whether you think it's good or not, teams are organised. They know exactly what they're doing, you know. Now, for me, Leeds, Leeds were a very, very good side yesterday, opening us up at will but we managed to hang in there. Now, I think at the end of the day, Partey is one piece of the jigsaw of three. Now, I think that um, if you go in with Sabias and Partey, I think you've got a, a, a two there, but then you've got to get in an ex, a, a player. And I, get, boy, go, it's a 50, 60 million pound player that you've got to be getting in there. We're asking a young kid of 21 to, to play that and Joe Willock, he ain't, he ain't up for that yet. You know, and I think that that is something that we've got to do. And if we can't afford to buy these players, we're going to have to get rid of people. Now, I look at it, right? You know, we could have got rid of Maitland-Niles. Sorry to interrupt you. That's the problem. That's the problem, isn't it? We can't get rid of the players because no one wants them because they're crap. That's true. But there was was on the the table for for, uh, Maitland-Niles. And let's be honest, he's not playing. So we could have got got a while. 
and, and lost Maitland-Niles. We could have got sold Bellerin to, to Paris Saint-Germain and covered that. There are there are players that were, were there to be sold, but for some unknown reason, um, no reason we didn't do it. And also, you have to look at it, that some of those players didn't want to go. Lacazette, for instance, didn't want to go. So I feel that Mikel Arteta, as much as the criticism he's getting, he's, he's having to deal with all of this sort of stuff. Players that... It's very hard if you're a manager and, and say you're a player. And I, I, I'm telling you that the club want to sell you, but at the end of the day, you're not going. So you know the manager doesn't want you, doesn't rate you. So it's, it's very hard to say, all of a sudden say... Oh, by the way, I want to really get rid of you, but you've got to come in and help me out now for, for six months and all that. It's very, very difficult. It's very difficult. And I think that that's the problem that he's got. And I, I, and I, I can only see it getting worse. I can only see it getting worse until we cut these players out of the system. Get them gone. And, you know, as much as the experience of Edu and whoever's on that board there, they should have seen this coming, that they should realise that this is, this is a man that he's an inexperienced manager and you're not giving him the right, right amount of tools. Just one thing that is starting to infuriate me with the Arsenal fan base, right? People going on about, ah, oh, 24 shots, 24 shots, 24 shots. We was away from home to Leeds with 10 men for part of that game, right? 24 shots at Tottenham at home the other day. It's a poxy masterclass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Absolutely. It's a yeah. masterclass from our own fans are willing to give praise to other managers and other people to slate our manager. And I can't believe it. I'm just going to say what our fan base is like before I go. I put a tweet out there about Pep Godlea and about, hey. about his football. Oh. Pep, I can't call his second name. <laughs> Pep, oh, this is serious. This is serious. Yeah, I know. I can't. The boy from Hungary, he's going to be coming. <laughs> Slobber, slobber. Right, but, but, but I, I sort of slagged off Pep by saying, you know, that was like watching Arsenal 10 years ago, right? And the people coming on and saying, yes, but he's won this and he's won that. What has Arsene Wenger won? What's he done? Whatever I've done, whatever. Slagging off Arsenal Football Club to, for a man to City manager that means nothing to us. Means absolutely nothing to us, but we're rather trying... Butter him up, then, 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 then bum up their own team. And that's what I'm seeing now. I'm I've said of it. Arsenal done exactly the same thing at Manchester United, right? Against Manchester United. As them down the road down at, down at Manchester City at home, it's a masterclass from all the fans. Arsenal did it. Stoke City. That is what we get from our fan base. Our fan base is a disgrace at times. It's got to stick together and start supporting the football club. Totally not, agree, just, not just their agendas. And this is what's happening. You know what I mean? I, I, get, I get that things are not right at the moment. It's boring. It's crap. It's rubbish. We know that, like, you know. But like in down the road, and another thing that's I'm gonna one more thing that's getting on my nerves. One more thing. It takes time, it takes three windows, it takes four windows. No, it doesn't. Then down the road, it took one transfer window, five signings. Look where they are. We've had two. And the reason is because Mr. Arteta's hand is tied behind his back. And that is a reason. When his hand is not tied behind his back, he may be able to do something. Or the next manager be able to do something. 
And one of the reasons that we've got Mikel Arteta is because top, top managers have probably looked at the situation and said, do you know what? I don't want to go in there with one arm tied behind my back and manage this football club like Arsene Wenger has done, like Uri Emery has done and getting slagged off for it. And that is the thing that's going on for it all, like, you know. And at the end of the day, I, I'm going to say this now. I'm, I'm not 100% sure that Mikel Arteta is the man for the job. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this now. I'm not 100% sure. But at the end of the day, I'm going to back him until I think that he's not. And the reason it is, not because I want Mikel Arteta to fail, not because I want Mikel Arteta to succeed, it's because I want Arsenal Football Club to win football games. And that's all that I care about. Arsenal, I want us to be successful. And if Arteta's not the man, then so be it. But until I think that he ain't, I will back him. That's all I'm saying. No, it's fantastic, mate. You know, it's. I think you resonate what we all what we what we all think. You know, um, Adam's come in there. Thank you, Adam, for the kind donation, mate. Managers have their way to play. Last night showed whoever plays new players, it's no different. Do you expect this miraculous change to come? Not for me. Um, fair enough, mate. Harry, going on what Lee's just said there. Um. To me, the alarm bells are going off of what he said about Wenger having his hand tied behind his back, Emery having his hands tied behind his back, and now Arteta. If, if let's say, we lose to Wolves, we lose to Spurs, and he gets sacked, the new manager comes in. If that new manager comes in, and he's got his hands tied behind his back, where do we draw the line? For me, there's no chance of that happening. I actually think there's no chance of Mikel Arteta being sacked before the end of the season and I don't even think at that point even if we miss out on Champions League qualification he will be sacked for me Arsenal have hung their hat on Mikel Arteta here they've promoted him from head coach to manager and I think that in their minds it is a longer term project now as fans that's frustrating it's going to be even more frustrating you know the longer it goes on if it doesn't go the right way and you know there's going to be some complaints about it but I just I look at Mikel Arteta and I think he has achieved some really good results with the group of players that he's got. He has had some games where we've been a little bit fortunate. There's been some games where we've been terrible. It's all I don't want to use this phrase process because I feel like that is just overused and it's just the thing that people throw around. But there was never this was never going to be a rise back to the champions league that was going to be without any bumps in the road mm. we were always going to get these setbacks we've all sat here and said that actually based on yesterday's performance we were we were lucky to come away from ellen road with a point and you know whilst on the one hand you could argue you know leeds are a promoted side you know we should be going and and winning those games You've got to look at the situation for what it is. The, the first choice midfield pairing that played at Old Trafford were both out. Um, you know, we we had other problems in the side. We tried to change the formation, as we've already discussed. We tried to open up a little bit. We're trying to find this creativity that just simply isn't in this group. There is some creativity at Arsenal, but for whatever reason, as Lee said, they're not interested in using him. And, and we've just got to accept that and get on with it now. But the thing with the manager having their hands tied behind their back, I, I do agree to a degree. But then we can't really 
keep pointing the finger at the Cronkies where money is actually being spent. It's just not mm. being spent right. We spent, we committed, all right, we didn't pay it all at once, but we committed to 72 million for Nicolas Pepe. That's mm. a massive drain on resource. We committed 30 odd million for William Saliba, who can't even get in the squad. You know, we, we have been committing money on players. We spent 35 million on Granite Xhaka when we got him, 30 million on Skodran Mustafi when we got him. So we have been. You know, we've given Willian, a 32-year-old, a three-year contract, a massive contract. So the money is being spent. The money is being laid out. The problem here is that when you've got owners who are, I would say, absent in the sense of it's not their primary focus. They're not at the games. They're not ingrained within the club. So what if they get on a Skype call every couple of days? That's not being part of Arsenal Football Club. This is a club that needs your undivided care and attention. And we're not getting that at the moment. So the issue for me is not necessarily the manager not having the funds. The issue for me is the people that are running the club. Because let's let's have it right. It's not the Cronkies. They're the owners of the club, but they're not there day to day. The people. That Harry, I'm not, it, saying, yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm not saying that it's the it's the Cronkies' fault. By the way, what I'm saying no, is yeah, the yeah, tie yeah. behind his back is, is like the, like players that he can't get rid of. Yeah, yeah. So he's having to deal with mm. them. That 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 side of it. Here. And just quickly, just want to say, like, if if you want if you want Mikel Arteta out, that's fine. I ain't got a problem with that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, that's your opinion. Good luck to you. But what what gets my goat a little bit is that you're you're trying to to try and get Mikel Arteta out by, you know, like bigging up other managers. And, and I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Like, a, if you want him out, thing say here. it. There's a common thing here. You'll find that the people that are most vocal about getting Mikel Arteta out are the same people that were the most vocal about getting Arsene Wenger out. They were forcing the agenda to back Emery when it wasn't working. And now... They're trying to make a point of uh, Emery was better than Arteta. So let's find everything we can in the world to throw at uh, Mikel Arteta to make that point. The, the, you're right when you say about the players that we're stuck with. That is a massive problem. But where I probably would give Mikel a little bit of criticism is the way in which he's dealt with certain situations. I feel like he's not always been consistent. Mm. And that can easily cause divides in the dressing room. If Messi, example... Hundred percent. It's, it's actually 100%. my next point. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, yeah. if if Messi, just want to say one thing on that. One thing. Yeah. That. Harry's dead right yeah. on that. The, the people that want Mikel Arteta out, right? This is what I want. Instead of saying how great Mourinho is or how great is it, come up and say the reasons why. You know, he continues to do this. He continues to like. You know, as as Harry said, which is a great point. Thirty odd million we spent on Saliba doesn't get a game. They're, they're the sort of questions that you can t- throw at people and say, where well, was not right with Mikel Arteta? Continually playing, you know, um, you know, I think someone like Rob Holding when you've got Saliba in there or something like that. There's so many things that you can throw. Why, why have you not playing Maitland, Maitland-Niles when he's been playing well for England, played well in the last season in the Cup game? Why are you not giving Pepe the chances you're giving William? Why are you continuing to play William? These are all questions that you can fire at out about Arteta out and they're fine but don't keep saying oh it's because you've you've got him and, and you're trying to bigger up other people that is my beef with it yeah, I ain't got no beef exactly... I've got no beef with anybody that turns around and says that they want Mikel Arteta out because I could you, you, I can understand it and what Harry just said there is a consistency of his team to uh, team selection you know realistically is he is he now is he now 
going to drop Tierney for a few games and, and banish him to Germany after what he done after yeah. the game when he done it to done it to Quindo. These are sort of questions that you can ask and be disciplined about certain things. You know, I, I see him, I see him right, yeah, completely and utterly let down by Pepe yesterday, and I get that. But wasn't he let down by Willian in the week by pissing off to Dubai? But he's yeah, exactly. defended that. You know, these are the questions you can say about Mikel Arteta and be a little bit more thing about. And I agree with him. But don't go on about trying to make another team better than us or another club and another manager better than him for the, for the sake of it all there. Do it do it right. Do it right. The, 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 Lee's kind of led me on to the next point there. Dan, we'll bring you in. The discipline from Arteta is very inconsistent, isn't it? Um, when he first joined, he told us that if you're not on board, you're out. Um, and that is non-negotiable. Now, there's a lot of players. It's quite clear, that, like you said before, and like, like we noticed yesterday, it's quite clear that there's a lot of players there who are not on board. Um, so, you know, where's this non-negotiable discipline coming in? You know, where where is it? I mean, why why can't Aubameyang be dropped? He was awful yesterday. He's been awful for the last few games, if you ask me. Um, people will say, oh, it's because he's playing in the wrong position. Well, he played up top yesterday through the middle and he was rubbish. Um, and people, you know, people can then blame the service. Well, then that's something else that the manager's got to look at. Um, where do you think, where do you think, he, I mean, Lee brings up a brilliant point. Gwen Doozy got a fella around the neck, threw him to the ground because, because of what happened. He gets banished, like, as, as he rightly says, on loan to, on loan to Herva Berlin. Now, uh, um, Kieran Tierney. Has done the same thing. I don't know. Did he have a go at Xhaka or is he having? I'm not. It's really a non-no news. I don't think. But the Pepe thing. What's he going to do with Pepe now? I think that's the last we'll see of him. And people may laugh. People may think, "Nah, he'll come back into it." Um, he doesn't like him. Um, it's clear. He's not playing him. He doesn't see him as his signing. Doesn't see him as his player. That's why he keeps playing Willian even when he's been poor. Um, and he's been crying out for a chance. And I said, funny enough, only last week, I was asked the question, why, what is it with Pepe coming out and saying, why does Arteta not play me? I said, well, what he has to do is perform when he does get given the chance. And what does he do? He goes and headbutts someone. I mean, it's just criminal. From well, head, Pepe. headbutts someone, it's arguable. You know what I mean, though? You still can't do yeah, it, Craig. Yeah, yeah you can't it do wants, it. Yeah. You know? I know. Yeah. Um, he's got to go. I, I mean, it was it was horrendous reaction, by the way, and we'll come on to that, I'm sure, later. But that was uh, that was a sending I mean, this, off. And, um, this is a player. This is a player who went into the media and said that he's disappointed with his lack of opportunity. There we go. He gets gets an opportunity, and what does he do? He totally and utterly ruins it. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there now, because that for me is something that Arteta's got to do. But listen, I'm with Lee. I'm asking questions. I am asking questions about Arteta. I don't want him out and all this rubbish, but I am asking some questions. I'm asking questions because I'm seeing stuff that I did not like seeing under Arsene Wenger. I'm seeing washed up players being brought into the club. I'm seeing players that he could have got rid of on loads of opportunities and he's decided to try and beg them to stay. He's got David Luiz out the door. He gives him a new contract. He's got Mustafi, offers him a new contract. Unbelievable. Thankfully, he's declined it. We've got Granite Chaka saying, I'm done because I've told the fans to F off because I'm such a great captain and I'm on the way to her for Berlin. No, please stay. Please stay. These players could have been gone. Bellerin to PSG, not so sure how much of truth that or Lacazette was, but both of those need moving on. These are players that have been in the side for so long and they need moving on. I took a foul throw when I was eight and I got beats. 
and I'm a Sunday League player. <laughs> this guy, this guy takes three or four in nine games of a Premier League season, and everyone thinks he's the best right back in the world. Ainsley Maitland-Niles must be thinking, why did I not go to Wolves? Why did I not go to Wolves? I'm not getting a look in at this club, and I've got players like uh, Granit Xhaka and Bellerin getting ahead of me. Why did you beg me to stay? You don't want to play me. He'll be gone in January if he doesn't get a look in. Cedric's ahead of him. So I am asking questions. I am asking questions of Mikel Arteta. Um, I don't know why that front three has stayed in um, for so long. And when I looked at the team last night, I was happy because it was change. It was four at the back. Willock got his chance. And I thought I felt a bit sorry for Willock actually yesterday. A lot of people slated him. I actually thought he, he actually looked to try and drive the ball forward and was actually at one stage begging Willian to go forward, saying, look, you're behind me. I don't want to pass mm. it sideways. My name's not Granite Chaka. I want to go forward. And unfortunately... These front three are just not making it easy for the young lads. So I'm asking questions. I'm asking questions, Craig. And I need to see more. And I'm willing to give him until after the North London derby before I lose my head. I am. Because we have to change something. It's boring. it's It's a bad Lee. I'll come back to you now, mate. It's a bad time. We've got Wolves next, then Spurs. Uh, with everything that's going on. Um, just before we carry on, there's five, over 500 of you watching. We've only got 83 likes. So if you can hit that like button for us, that would be great. Um, do a little favour for Craigie. Smash that little like button there for me. Uh, helps us get into the, uh, you know, the little thing on the side there. Uh, what, what are you laughing at now, judges? Just someone put in the chat. Bellerin gets in because he's Arteta's stepson. I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> must be, must be something. Oh, dearie, dear, dear. Oh, um, as bad as we can be, we do have a laugh. You know what I mean? Oh, well, we so, got Because uh, if you didn't have a laugh, you'd cry. This one comes in from Alexander. Please don't ask me to say your second name, mate. Thank you very much indeed for your kind donation. Why can't we play the way we played before? We were scoring goals. Great podcast. I hope we get our Arsenal back soon. Why can't we play like the way we played before? Hmm. Be nice, wouldn't it, mate? Uh, Lee? Yeah, well, listen, I think that's because I think we've gone very, very defensive. He's working on the defensive structure and I think we haven't got the balance right. I think that's the reason why uh, that that's happened. I think that, um, you know, uh, it's a very, very difficult situation getting that balance right. But I just doesn't... I don't think he's got the midfield players to do it. You know, somebody said... yeah in a chat today, and I, you can't argue with this, we miss David Louise because of his long ball. You know what I mean? Because we haven't got no one in midfield that can part, you know, create anything. I think it's really, that is, that is the... the, the it, Chaka, he creates loads. Top did player. You notice, Gra- did you Gra- notice Gra- yesterday... Gonna... By the way, Dan's playing a game tonight. How many Granite Shacker dicks? It's got a few people, here, isn't it? It's about 30, people, 30, 11, isn't it? People at home have got their little bingo books out. Oh, he said it. Oh, he said it. You make a great we're point. Not about... to, we're not allowed to swear, so I can just use Granite Shacker as a swear word. That's all it is. You're not, um, you make a great point with regards to David Lewis, because if you noticed yesterday, when we were going into that game, what I was expecting was obviously Leeds press really high up the pitch. And I thought, if Arsenal can play the ball around the press, like we have done in some games this season, like we did against Chelsea in the FA Cup final, like we did against City in the semi-final, if we can beat that press, we can really hurt that team. Because if you get beyond that first line, there's acres and acres of space. But without David Lewis in the side, 
We didn't even try and beat their press most of the time. We kept going long. You mentioned, Craig, how many long passes to Aubameyang from Leno. We were so much more direct without Lewis in the side. Because without him, and I know a lot of people give him stick, without him, there isn't that confidence to play the ball out from the back. And the way that we play, we need teams to come out at us and we need to play around them and have the ability to do that. And without David Lewis in the side... We don't. And people saw... I know Holding played against Manchester United and was really good. But when you're talking about a game against an opponent like Leeds United, you saw the value of David Lewis yesterday. What what annoys me a little bit, Craig, and I I get what people are saying. You know, Leeds... Leeds, I don't say Leeds were there for the taking, but they're they're vulnerable at the back. And we never really got at them, did we? I I expected a game yesterday of... uh, well, uh, I expected a really good open game yesterday and I thought that we would create chances, especially with a Bamiyang down the middle. It didn't work. I haven't got an answer to that, the reason why. I haven't got, you know, we played the system that we wanted. I don't think the players played well. I thought Willian started off very well in the first five minutes, but then, you know, you didn't see too much of him. Pepe, you know, flatters to deceive um, and a Bamiyang was awful. So I, I, don't, I you do know. you think, Lee? Sorry, mate, just coming in. Do you think what everyone talks about? We haven't got an attacking midfielder. We haven't. You don't need an attacking midfielder to be creative. Do we know that? Because Liverpool haven't got one. So why why is it that we've spent 180 million on Pepe, Lacazette, and Aubameyang, and we can't score in eight hours of football? What yeah. you they shouldn't need? They the shouldn't need a centre midfielder, though, should they? The difference is though they've got a centre forward who sacrifices himself drops into deeper positions yeah, to be that creative force. They've got two wingers who can have the ability to create opportunities for themselves when they drive in field and their fullbacks push up and they cover those spaces that the, the wingers in our team are normally covering. So it becomes a whole different shape. That's why they're so effective without the attacking midfielder. You're right. It can be done without one, but you've got to do it in that way. The way the players. That do it. <laughs> you still got to have the right players, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which, which we haven't got. Um, I was going to Lee Thomas party a massive miss for us yesterday, wasn't he? Yeah, of course, of course he is. You know, and um, you know he's a top quality player. But this, this, we was a lot. You know, this, this forget about Thomas party. For, we was a lot better last season when he wasn't in the side. We was creating a lot of chances towards the end of last season and playing some good stuff. But I don't, I don't know what has changed. You know, the philosophy has maybe changed a little bit, like, you know. And I, 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 as I say, I, I, I think I'm still going to go back. I, I just think that the players have just lost a little bit of faith in, in the manager because what's happened with this 25-man squad? I do believe it's got something to do with that, boys. And also, another point I'm going to bring up, and I think that it's an issue. Mikel was very successful last season when he had the break in, in the halves as well. So when things were just slightly going out of tune, he could stop it and, and start again. He hasn't got that now. It's 45 mm. minutes straight through, 45 minutes straight through. So you're not having that little bit of a break in between games, which I think can bring us around. So as much as uh, Partey is a miss, I think that, you know, we've we've got to get him back fit. Hopefully he's fit for the Wolves game. I, I really do. You know I mean? I don't want to see him play Thursday if it's touch and go. Let's get him into the game there. And I, I think that, unfortunately, with this game at the moment, these these games, I, I know it's away from money, but I would, you know what? I would go with it. Like, you know, experiment against these weaker sides. Yeah. The attacking side of the game. You know, I, I've seen Arsenal play with a back five against Dundalk. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, that's a question <laughs> I can I can say. I mean, I would I would love to see Smith Rowe and Balogun get a go um, on Thursday night. Try something different. Yeah, yeah try something different. You know why not? As much um, as as much as I hate the way we're playing, like as it is, it's boring and all of that. I would rather we set up like that right now, though, because we showed yesterday that when we try and be a little bit more expansive, we give away a shitload of chances. Yeah, that's and fair actually, point. We Fair didn't point. create any more going forward. So I'd rather we were defensively sound and we created two or three opportunities in a game and just got to hope that we take them. Uh, it's not ideal, but I think we'd get more results that way than playing the way we did mm. yesterday. Yeah, correct. Because if Saka scores that goal, if Saka tucks that one away, we, we, it's a totally different podcast, isn't it? Um, let's bring this one in from uh, Alexander. Alexander, born and raised in Northwest London, but a US resident for over 20 years. AFC misfortunes won't change until the club is sold. That won't happen anytime soon, anytime soon sadly. Um, I'd have to agree with you there, mate. I don't think we're going to get sold. Uh, I think we're in the clutches um, of Mr. Cronky for, for another few years. Dan, where do we go from here, mate? Where, you know, what do we do? What does he do against Wolves? Well, it's his job as the manager, you know, that's why I'm asking questions, to try and get three points out of every game. And he's tried something different against Leeds, and I don't think it worked. So he's got to try something different against Wolves, hasn't he? You know, he's got solutions there, Crow. He's, I wouldn't say solutions. He's got options to try. He can try something. He's the manager. Try something different. If you don't believe that uh, Aubameyang is a centre-forward, which is what he said right at the start of his press conference, which I thought was bizarre, really. You know, his natural position is on the left, and then he played him up front. You know, why say something like that? Anyway, if he doesn't think that's his right position, he's got to find someone to come into that. And if that's Martinelli when he comes in in a few weeks' time and he plays him down the middle, great stuff. If he wants to try number 10 and play Saka in that role, great stuff. I'd just like to see something a little bit different. Um, And I wouldn't like to see him... A lot of people are saying just pick a front three and stick with it. I'm not so sure you can when they're that poor. I think you have to try something different. I'm not so sure that I'm not a believer in play the next six games with the same front three because in that same front three doesn't score. You've got another six games where you're not winning games. So he has to change it as the manager and try and be more proactive, try and be a lot more attacking. And you know what? I'd love to come off, you know, I'd love to come away this just one game soon and go, that was a joy to watch. An absolute joy to watch Arsenal going forward. Absolutely brilliant. Really good play. Really positive. Looking to go forward and try and create at every chance. I can't see that at the moment. It's boring. This is the most boring I've seen as an Arsenal supporter, let alone just in the last few years. This has been the worst I've ever seen us play football. It's boring to watch. And, you know, you can blame... Is it worse worse than Emery? Uh, I think it's worse... I think it's worse to watch than uh, the Nuno Emery's Arsenal side. Yes, definitely. I think the last time I remember enjoying watching Arsenal was in the 22 a game unbeaten run under Nuno Emery when the players were still on board. That was when I last enjoyed watching Arsenal, I think. I haven't enjoyed watching Arsenal under Mikel Arteta. I think that the FA Cup result was fantastic. And of course, as a Gunnar, you're absolutely buzzing. But I wouldn't say that we were outstanding to watch, if I'm honest with you, in any of those fixtures that we on that cup run. We did what we had to do to get over the line. I didn't see an outstanding performance at Old Trafford, if I'm completely honest with you. I thought that we missed our chances and couldn't finish our dinner yet again. So I think when we look at it, you can blame Kroenke and the board all you like. We've spent money. I agree with Harry earlier what you said. We've spent a lot of money, but look at what we've spent it on. 
Look at what we've spent yeah. it on. Nearly 200 million on a front three that hasn't scored a goal in eight hours of football. You've got to ask yourself that what's happening there. Something's gone wrong there. Something's not quite right within the dressing room, around the training ground. Is the Urzul thing getting to players? What's happening with some of the uh, lack of discipline and some of the um, kind of players being disillusioned, like Maitland Niles doesn't quite understand what he needs to do to get into the side. We see Gwenduzi get shipped off for showing some passion. Are we now going to see Tierney get dropped for a couple of games because apparently he's immature, which I think is a disgrace, by the way. Um, so I don't really know what's going to happen with this Arsenal side. And you say, what do we need to do? Arteta's got to find a way to win to win a football match soon because the fans ain't going to give him much longer. If he, if he doesn't get a result against Wolves, that's fine. But if we lose to Spurs, embarrassingly, he's lucky the fans aren't going to the ground. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Lee, well, I mean... We, we we mentioned wolves. I mean, for me, he's got to beat wolves. Um, got to beat wolves. We have to get a result against wolves. But then, obviously, going into the North London derby away from home, um, if he loses that, Lee, how long's he got left after that? Well, I, I, this is a big thing for me. I I think there's massive pressure now on this wolves game. Massive pressure because I think we, we, we need to win because we're, we're halfway down the table at the moment. Another defeat could put us right into the bottom four or five. And, you know, the pressure would be really, really on then. Like, you know, and, uh, you know, defeat against Spurs, I, I, I think will we'll tip, tip fans. I think it will, you know, because let's face it, you know, they're, they're, they're a club that should be in turmoil con- considered, really. They've just bought the new stadium, you know, uh, and it's not been filled no more than f- five, ten times. And we've been, you know, ten years in front of that. And we, we've got no money to do this. And we've got no money to do that. And there they are doing what they're doing. I think Mikel Arteta would come under immense pressure from that there. Like, you know, I think it's about time that the players step up for it a little, a little bit there. I, I, I think what's happened... I don't think it was a bad point in the end against Leeds. Let's be honest. Let's, let's not go all in a meltdown. I don't That's either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a fair. The disappointment was the Villa game. If we'd have won the Villa game, you know, exactly, that, that, yeah. that result and that game, being at home, has put all the pressure now on. You have to win your home games, you know. So now it's important that we get that result against Wolves. And I, do you know what? I don't care how we get it as long as we bloody get it, you know. Now, uh, but it's 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 no good people turning around and saying, "Ah, oh, well, we ain't we've got a you can't sack Arteta because of, you know whatever and all that." Like you know, listen, big football clubs, big football teams go on results, and if you've not won in five, six, seven games, you are going to be coming under pressure. Don't care who you are, who you are, you know. Oli at Man United has been was under immense pressure for uh, going into that game against Everton a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they was all talking about him being sacked. It got him to the Champions League, something that we're dreaming about uh, that season now. It did not matter. If he'd have lost that game, he was gone. You know, and someone just put in the chat just a minute ago, and it's an interesting question. You know what I mean? If, uh, if Pochettino comes to you now and said, look, if you don't take me now, I'm off to Man United in the summer. Would you take me? You know, these are the things that, is, you know, there are there are managers out there that will come to the Arsenal. You know, don't don't worry about that. We're not, it's not that Arsenal are not going to find another manager if they get rid of Mikel Arteta. Oh, you know what I mean? Arsenal are a big enough football club 
to be able to handle that like, you know. Now, if they lose these next two games, I fear for him. Yes, I'm going to say that. I do fear for him as uh, to last because you've, you, you've really got, you, you, you're going to be in the bottom five. Arsenal Football Club will be in the bottom five and you're seeing other teams like Southampton, Leicester, all these teams with not as good players doing Crystal Palace and teams like that all above us. Oh, Southampton, Everton, Aston Villa, West Ham, Wolves, Crystal Palace are all above us. West Ham West Ham's the one because West Ham, you know they've played, you know they've played West Ham. They're above us. They've played City, Arsenal, Liverpool, I think Chelsea and Spurs. <laughs> and they're above us. Yeah, they're still above us. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, great, unbelievable. great. Because what 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 he's got, what he's got is he's he's got an organisation. But I tell you what, I don't hear none. Of, I've got a few West Ham mates. I work with Paul, one of one of who's a West Ham fan. I don't see him coming in from work and moaning because they're beaten. Uh, Sheffield United one 0 away, and it wasn't a great performance, and they didn't play one the football. He, they don't care. They don't care because they're winning. Well, I think that's the same as all of us, isn't it? I mean, I, I wouldn't have cared yesterday. Saka stuck that one away, and we, we and we and we come away yeah, with a smashing fickle, grab. Who cares? Fans are fickle. Yeah, well, that's, that's the way it is. I think you, Arsenal fans. That, that's, what it is. that's what I'm saying, though, Harry. If if we lose another couple of games, you you, I, you know the the man's going to be under pressure because, as you quite rightly said in your tweet earlier on, it's a fantastic tweet, by the way. Where do we go from here? It wasn't slagging him off. It wasn't whatever. You just said it as it was. Where do we go from here? And that is a great, great point. He's changing it around. He's doing this. He's doing that. And it's not working. Now, when you have to look at it, these players... Now, I'm... And this is one of the things that you can say if you're an Arteta fan at the moment. These players, Abemiang, is not doing it for him. Mm. Pepe is not doing it for him. Willian is not doing it for him. You know what I mean? Like, where, what's happened to Shaka over the last few games? It's gone off the boil. You know, when you look at it there, like, you know, Willett comes in, doesn't do the business yesterday, like, you know. And, and, and you've got players that may be going, well, hold on a minute. You know what I mean? I I, I, I come in, have a good game, get dropped. He ca- so and so, I'm not going to mention names, so and so staying on the side, on the, uh, keeps playing week in, week out. You know, these well, are all no. the things that are happening. And I We're think it's br- difficult. I need to bring this in because it's a bloody good point. Uh, comes in from Sam. You know it's all gone Pete Tong when you're Arsenal Football Club and you're worried about playing Wolves and Southampton. Great point. Great uh, point. We are gradually accepting mediocrity. Terrific uh, point. Yeah. It's a good point. Um, you know, sure, people... no, 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 ask yourself this, Craig. I'll just ask you this question. You know what I mean? Like, what that? Are you, you know, how much, how much money you got going to put on Arsenal beating Wolves come on like you've got like you know you're going to put your Christmas kids money on it no never confident mate never confident never. at the moment I wouldn't put a pound I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put a pound on Arsenal at the moment there's there's there a such go. a there's, there is such a weak mentality within this squad I, honestly there is such a weak mentality within this squad and I'm sick of it now you know I'm sick of it and I want to see some fight and the only players I'm seeing fight for are not the seniors I'm seeing the fight from players like Saka, who should be... You look at Saka or Martinelli. I know Martinelli's not playing at the moment. Let's just take them two wonder kids as examples, right? They're 19 years old. They look like they could be anything they want to be. Are they going to regress playing with these crap players? Because Fabregas and Van Persie in their position had Henri, Burkamp, Vieira as their kind of mentors or role models, leaders. We're learning... These two kids are learning off of Granite Xhaka and Lacazette and Bellerin. I feel for them. 
They must yeah, be thinking the, the flip to that argument is they wouldn't be getting games if we had those quality of players. So that's the flip side of it. Saka wouldn't have had anywhere near the game time that he's had. But I don't mind Arsenal that. If had a squad like we did in 2004, for example. So on the one hand, I get you make a good point that training with those players every day improves you. But you also don't get a practical experience if you're not playing games. And if we had the squad that we should have, then Bukayo Saka, Martinelli, yes, they're promising talents, but they wouldn't be playing anywhere near as regularly as they are now. Does, this is does, a, does, a solution, question, aren't they? A question on, for Greg. all three of you. A question for all three of you. Does Martinelli come straight back into this side yes. when he's 100%, 100% fit? Hundred percent. No, he does. Hundred percent. He does. Why? 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 Why then? Why does he get in? Because mm. he is, for me, along with Saka, he has showed more mental strength and character, and fight and desire and tenacity that we need in that side than Lacazette has done for two seasons. Give this kid a chance to prove why he could be what something special. Because I believe he can be. Let me give you an example. That ball that Bellerin put through, by the way, was a great ball. By the way, I do slate Bellerin, but that was a great pass through to Saka. I have more confidence if that's Martinelli than Saka. I do, yeah, because we saw it against Chelsea last season where he will run the length of the pitch at Stamford Bridge. So this guy has got, and, and, he, and his stats proved it, I think he got something like 10 goals last season playing in all different positions, right, left or up front. Him and Saka down that left-hand side looked fantastic while Tierney was out injured. Yeah, So these two players deserve to be in this side. And Harry's right, they shouldn't be playing every week. They shouldn't be. They should be the ones that we're moulding in. But I don't quite understand why people would say, oh, he doesn't quite get in for me because Lacazette and Willian are just doing too that. much at the it's moment. Not, for me, it's not nothing to do with his ability. The ability is there. There's no doubt about it. He's a fantastic yeah. footballer. I've said it time and time again. I haven't been this excited about an Arsenal youngster since Cesc Fabregas. I think he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Really good talent. But the injury that he's had, yeah, I've he's had it. And I know that it takes ages to get over it. I know that you're going oh, to be fit 100%. Yeah, but you're going just... to feel you're going to feel weak when in certain challenges that it mentally affects you as well. And what I don't want is for everybody to pin their hopes on 18 mm. year old Gabriel yeah. Martinelli for yeah. him to come in the side, be under pressure when actually the reason he did burst onto the scene and did so well was because it started with the odd Europa game here and there. There was no pressure on Martinelli and he came in and he took the opportunities. But if we're at a point where we're looking at a couple of 18-year-olds and saying, you guys are our hope, then that says a lot about where we are at, doesn't it? And I don't Absolutely. want pressure to be on him. What I think with Martinelli, which is, a, you know, people are saying in the chat, and again, this is another thing you can throw about Arteta. He, he wasn't playing him when he was fit. You know what I mean? Like he preferred Eddie to him last year. Yeah, Albert, Albert makes a great point in the chat there. Great so point. What, what, what I'm saying about Martinelli is, um, and I think this is important, is that if he, if I want him available over over the course of the next few weeks, even if he's on the bench coming on 10, 15 minutes from the end, just start him on that way. All through December, 10, 15, 20 minutes from the end with a tiring team, him running at you with pace and all that, like, you know, and just gradually ease him in. By January, February time, he should be up and running, but for me, he, he he's like I know I know it's bad that, that, that Saka and um, Martelli are our two big hopes, but they're not really when you've got Gabriel and you've got Partey that are in there as well. There are certain other players, Tierney, there, but I, Tierney as well. Tierney, you know what I mean? Le- Le- I Le- Le- think, Leno, of course. Le- Leno's been yeah, outstanding, I, by the way. Last couple brilliant, of last night, yes. brilliant. So uh, uh, and rightly so, but I, I, I think that Martelli. Will, will definitely be be one to uh, uh, listen. 
as much as people go on about Nelson, they can go on about uh, Eddie, they can go on about uh, Willock. Marcelelli is in a different league to these boys. Lee, can I just come in? There? Harry, do you need to? You need to show it off, mate. I need to in a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. Just, just, just uh, give, um, give the little uh, plug there. Harry uh, will be doing his podcast straight after this at nine o'clock over on the Chronicles of Aguna. Uh, guest tonight is Adrian Clark, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Very thank good. So after mate. this, head straight over to Chronicles of Aguna. Harry, thank you very much for your Take input care, this evening, mate. As, Cheers, as always, brilliant. absolutely brilliant. Thank you Cheers, very Harry. much, mate. We can slag off granite now. <laughs> Cheers, boys. <laughs> can I just right. say very, very quickly, Greg, just about yeah. Nelson when he came on. Did you boys think he was terrible? Because a lot of people were telling him he was awful. I felt no, a bit sorry for the lad. He came on. No, he's got 10 minutes. Well, come on with 10 minutes. He's done a job. Yeah. He's done a job. Yeah. Listen, he's not, I, you know, he's not a well-beater, but I find I it funny. To be. I, just, I, find I, it, I find it funny people expected him to change the game with 20 minutes to go when he came on. Like, I don't know, was it 15 minutes to go? That's what I mean. That's basically what I'm saying. I don't think he you was can't, great. I, you can't I expect that. Do you know? no, I want to bring this one in, right, Lee? Because I think I, I, I want to see what you think of this. Alex Ferguson would have moved Aubameyang on, and he would have done, wouldn't he? Listen, I think the thing is, we can't afford to move him on, can well, we? We, we, couldn't oh, we, to, we couldn't afford to move him on because um, we, we had a great, I had a great chat with someone about this today. We haven't got what we had a few years ago. We had Henri. What are we going to do with Henri? We, we then. Had Addy Bayor, then we had Van Persie, you know. What I mean, and then it's dried up from there, you know. We, we had well, Sanchez, Giroud, then we had Sanchez, we put in there, and it worked, you know. What I mean, and, and I, I, there isn't nobody at this moment in time to take over the mantle, but there is someone exactly in a there, couple of years time. you know. Fergie had the players to be, you know, he had to, yes. he could move them yeah. on, and someone else was there, you know, yeah. So, so, yeah. Two years down the line, two years, if, if, if Martinelli now was 21 years of age instead of 18, 19, yes, should have got rid of him and made the man, made on man because you've got a ready made replacement. We haven't got that at the moment, and that's why we've had to do what we've had to do with a banging. But I'll tell you what, with a banging, uh, at the end of oh, don't, don't, like, starting, starting to break my heart now, but like, what. I tell you what, the old the old washing lady ain't had, uh, uh, ain't had to do nothing there. She just had to fold his kit back up and put it out of there for the next game. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got to no sweat on that or nothing. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I don't mind players having a bad game, Craig. I don't mind that. You know what I mean? Mm. It happens to us all. But I expect him to work hard. and do, He didn't even work hard yesterday. I mean, Russ brings up a brilliant point here. Herber and Ozil were both panic renewals. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? The reason that um, Aubameyang's got what he's got is because we, 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 we'd we let, let her get into a position where we was going to let him go for nothing again. You know, poor management, mm. poor whatever from whoever in charge. You know what I mean? It should have been two years ago. You're signing this contract or not. Uh, you know, listen, everybody can go through a bad run and all that. Like, you know, and I, I, I look at Aubameyang like... Um, yesterday and I'm looking at him and thinking well you've got to back your ideas up you know you're captain of the football club you've got to get that I will say this that when we went down to 10 men he did put an effort in and all that now I think sometimes 
Someone said to me, like, and it was a very good point, you can only work as hard if you're working in the system. The system tells you to work hard. Now, if you're uh, uh, up front and you're told to shift over 10 yards, shift over 10 yards, that's all you can do. That's what. And I feel that there's there's a not, a, not too much freedom in the system. So I, I think that we've just got, you know, let, 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 the shackles off of Bamiang and see what he can do. But yeah. at the moment, I'm, I'm going to say I've been very, very disappointed with him. Very disappointed. I'm is, not it time to, is, it, is it time to try it? A lot of people um, are saying it in the chat, and I had it marked down here. Is it, Dan, is it time to perhaps move the captaincy on? I don't think you can do that because I think that's just going to completely and utterly unsettle him and piss him off. And I think that that's the last thing you want to do mm. to someone who is short of confidence and out of form. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and who else are we going to give it to? You know, and you see Kieran Tierney or Party or Gabriel potentially. Definitely not Granite Chaka, by the way, after what he did last night. Um, so I look at that now and I think that if you wanted something short term, then people would say give it to David Luiz. But I'm not sure that I'd be playing David Luiz every week. So at the moment, I just keep it with Aubameyang until he, listen, in a couple of years, he's going to be gone anyway, isn't he? And then we look to a new one. I think Kieran Tierney is the one that will take the next to gold. I really do. I think Kieran Tierney's showing fight, showing passion, showing desire. I loved what he did. I don't care what anyone says. I still didn't mind what Gwen Doozy did, personally. So yeah. I like players to show fight. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Uh, showing oh, a bit I'm, of, I'm, showing a bit of I mean, look, yeah, just, show just, your so, care. Yeah, so Gwen Doozy had a go. So Gwen Doozy's a total fella that he earns more money. Them. So what? Oh, I, I like it that surprise is getting involved. You know what I mean? Like this is the thing. See, the thing is, let's just talk about this a little bit. Now, Danny Sabias has played for Real Madrid. To get to Real Madrid, you've got to be a top player. You know, and he's probably played in teams where there's in around when it, you know, World Cup, by the way, in the youth World Cup winning uh player of the tournament, right? When you're playing in that environment, there's a lots of winners about, there's lots of good players about, and there's lots of egos, and there's lots of like all of this sort of stuff going. And I think he's gone to Arsenal where it's like kindergarten. And he started put, putting a few tackles in and things like that. Oh, we don't do that here. We don't do that here. You know what I mean? Like this, David, David, this is my retirement home. We don't do this here. We don't do this here. Get out of that. And that's what I want to see. I want to see a little oh. bit more of it. I want to see a bit more of it. I want to see a bit more fight. A little bit more like that. I don't want to, I want, I want to, listen, people are trying to, People are trying to defend Granite Xhaka, what he'd done yesterday. But Old Trafford in 2004, they were, when, when Van Nistelrooy done that to Patrick Vieira, they all wanted a kick of seven bells out of him. Why? Because they were winners. Yeah. Not yeah. putting his own I've got, got, got people telling me on Twitter, but it's his mate. Isn't it a joke? Isn't it a joke? Isn't it a joke? Who's his mate? Could you imagine? Could you imagine Patrick Vieira doing that to someone? Oh, honestly, who's his mate? Tierney or Alioski? Exactly. I'll tell you what. I really, I really didn't want to talk about this tonight, but I'll tell you what. The the second, the second time. He, the second time Tierney went back, I reckon he was going back for Xhaka. Yeah, he was. That's what people were saying. And yeah, you know, I wouldn't yeah. blame him. I would yeah. not blame him. Listen, if you are a leader and a captain, like everyone keeps telling me that Xhaka is, then you grab hold of Tierney and you take him down the tunnel and you say to him, listen, fella, let's just calm it. Yeah, game's over. Let's move on. He's been a he's been a prat. Let's just move on. You don't push him away and grab hold of the Leeds player and give him a hug because he's your mate. Mm. Thierry Henry and Lauren absolutely hated each other. But they went out on that pitch well, and they were that. winners. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah. winners. 
They were absolute winners. They were leaders and they were athletes and they were fighters and they showed passion. In 2004, people loved it when Keon jumped on Van Nistelrooy. People used to love Vieira and Keen. And now we're all turned soft. Oh, Guendouzi was being a little bit immature against Pope Mope and Tierney shouldn't have gone for that Balioski. Come on. We turned into snowflakes. We want to see passion, don't we? Jesus Christ. Oh, absolutely. on um, who's on... Um... Match of the day yesterday, centre half, lovely fella. Mark Richards. Mark Richards. Well, watch mate. If you watch Mark Richards yesterday, they're talking about the incident with the headbutt, right? He's, yeah? he's good as he, well. Good pundit. So, so, yeah, somebody goes in with an headbutt, like yeah, and he, he goes goes up from like that. Doesn't get sent off on that, right? What did he do? Waited to the end of the game when he was in the tunnel. He nutted him. Got him back. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? He said, oh, don't forget it. But that, that's, you know, we're having it. He weren't putting his arm around and going, oh, don't worry about it till next time. You know what I mean? Like, no, let's have it. We'll have it in the ch- dressing room. And I know what, you know what I mean? Uh, old Josie's back saying about old school. And I agree with that. It has changed. Football has changed. We, 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 I agree. But you still don't take liberties. I had a couple of years ago, Maitland-Niles got sent off with medicine. Oh, that's a bit, bit, bit harsh, that wasn't it, meds? I'd have trod on his toes, I'd have trod on his hand, anything like, you know what I mean? It just got me sent off. Yeah. I'd have been waiting for him in a tunnel, like, getting me sent off, you know what I mean? Like, I've been interested, I've been in tunnels and got players sent off, and they've been waiting for me in the tunnel. I've had to go over the barrier to get me changing room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? You just think, get, you know, you've already got to front it. You know, do you know what? And there are times that it's gone off in the change rooms, but do you know what? You've got six or seven of your teammates behind you that ain't going to let it happen. I mean, and there's people the in the this, this, you know, the, the, the reaction I got from it yesterday is, oh, but Granite was stopping Tierney from getting a red card. We don't need that. Uh, Kieran Tierney, ha, ha, I'm sure he's got it on his head. Kieran Tierney's got it on his head. Uh, you know, not to go. I don't think he's going to go in head butting people and punching people, and you know, well, tell him what he thought of him. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Do you know? Do you know no, what? In that game, right? In that game, if I was playing in that game, right? I, I wouldn't have. If he'd have come up to me and shook my, gone to shake my heart, I'd just tell him, "Oi, do one. Mm. Don't come near me. Don't come near me because you might, you might go down, mate. You know what I mean? Like because, like, if you go down that easy, like during that, you'll go down easy again." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was saying like that. Just don't go near me. Keep away from me. And then like someone can't get him away from me. Right? And that's what Grant Shacker... No, he should have been going around. He should, every every Arsenal player should have just said, oh, hey, do one, you. And on camera, so that it showed up. Yeah. Don't, don't nothing to do with you. But not all this nice, oh, you know what I mean, putting your arm... Put his arm around him. Give him a cuddle. Listen, I'll sit near, near Granit Shacker, right? I'm going to... Uh, the next time I see him, when he's just about to leave, I'm going to have a go at him. You know what I mean? So there you go. Like, go, oi, great. Oh, yeah. he's, he's Albanian. He can be, he's a bit of an R, but oi, granite, you're out of order. But he's shitting himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we go on to Wolves. Let's get a quick prediction. Um, we'll have to end it there, I'm afraid. But let's get a quick... Oh, I mean, like Lee said earlier, I can understand why everyone's frustrated. I do. I, I, I really get it. I'm, I'm frustrated too. But I think it's the way you go about telling everyone how you feel and about how, you know, it's how you conduct yourself when you're giving your opinions about a football manager or a football player. I mean, we've had Leeds and Arsenal come out on Twitter today to say 
that Pepe um, and the Leeds player, I can't, oh, well, I can't no. you know, it's I mean, disgusting. yeah, it's disgusting. Racist abuse um, because he got sent off. He's made a mistake. I was frustrated with him. Lee was frustrated with him. Dan, Harry, the whole fan base, you know, Twitter, what Twitter, you know, exploded. What have you done? What have you done? He's come out. He's apologised. For me, it's done. It's over. It's over. All right. He misses the next three games, but for me, it's over. He's got three. You know, he's got three weeks now to sit back and think about what he's done. You know, he let the team down. He let his manager down. He let he let the fans down. Uh, things just come up in there. Actually, it's his first game. He's been sent off in 146 games. Mm. Um, so look, let's just lay off him. And, and, and you know, when he comes back into the team, let's support him because he needs our support more than he's ever going to need it. Um, Do you now. know what I think with Pepe, and just going on to it, like, you know, that is, I think he's under pressure. He's under yeah. pressure from his manager to perform. It weren't going well for him yesterday and he's reacted. You know what I mean? Like, and he shouldn't. As far as I'm concerned, he's let me down. He's not not just from that game there, but for, the next, for him not to be available for three games because... You know, I, I threw well, he can actually play Thursday night, can't he? Yeah, I'd say playing yeah, Thursday yeah. night. I yeah, said yeah, I didn't yeah. want him to play for Arsenal again. Like, but at that moment in time, you know what I mean? I, I could have shot him. You know what I mean? I'll be honest. Mm. You know what I mean? That's how I feel at that moment in time. But for me, you know what I mean? He's got... I really want Pepe to work. I don't know about you. I, I like him. I do. I do. I, I do I massively. fantastic yeah. skills. I think he's yeah. got all the all the tools to become a real, real good player. I just want him to go and do it and it's just not happening. And then sort of frustration... From his point of view, is the frustration that I'm probably having watching him. You know what I mean? So, you know, but he's come out and apologised. You know, we've got to move on from it. The, the thing is, as someone said to me yesterday, which is a great point, is, is when you say, is he done? I don't think he is done because of the transfer fee. I think if he was a £10 million player or Gwen Doozy that come for about £8 million, like, you know, I think it's easy to to bomb him like like Arteta has, but when he's seventy two million, I don't. I, I think it's a little bit more complicating. Yeah, Dan, what do you reckon? You know, it's a must must win game, isn't it? It is. Um, problem we've got is we can't score, and neither can they. Um, mm. So my prediction is nil nil <laughs> because uh, I, neither team can score. So I'm going to go for a nil nil draw. Um, I don't think we're playing well enough and scoring enough goals. So I'll go for nil nil at the Emirates. Um, ball draw, unfortunately. But um, just quickly on Pepe, I don't actually think he's going to play first. I really don't. I don't actually think he's going to play again. I really think Arteta is going to bomb him out. I just think that he's had his chance. See. It will be. It will be. And we find a system for this lad. It'll be all right. And Lee's right about the transfer fee. But unfortunately for Pepe, we ain't going to get anyone in for more than 72 million in the next few windows. That's for sure. So he is still going to be our most expensive ever player. So it's going to be on his shoulders for a while. That unfortunately, if we went and bought Greedish for 80, Pepe might settle down a bit and go, right, that's old news. My transfer fee now. It's all on Grealish. Let's calm down. But I can't see that happening for a few yeah, That's a great point. Great point. Thank you to you all for staying with us and watching us um, and listening to us this evening. Thank you to all the Arsenal fans in the chat. And also, I'd just like to big up all the Spurs fans in the chat. Imagine calling yourself a Spurs fan and coming to watch an Arsenal show. <laughs> I wouldn't watch one minute of a Tottenham Hotspur programme. I haven't watched one minute of that stupid documentary that you made. Call yourself Spurs fans. Have a word with yourselves. Nearly 700 of you with us tonight uh, at one point. That is absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much for the constant support. 
If you're watching this on replay, please hit us a like. If you're watching us now, there's still 545 of you there. If you haven't liked it, like it now, please. Thank you very much. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Hopefully, we'll have some good performances to talk about and some good news to talk about. Uh, but until then, my thanks to Lee Judges. No worries, like that, mate. Come on, you Gunners. My thanks to Dan. Cheers, boys. Come on, you Arsenal. My, my thanks to Harry, of course, who's nipped off to start his podcast. So go over and support Harry. Thanks again uh, to all of you. We'll see you again next time. Until we do, take care of yourselves and each other. And we'll see you next time. Up the Arsenal. Get on, you Gunners. Sports Social Podcast Network.